Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Street Perspective. I am your host, Aaron Streeter, with my co-host, Bushido Driver. <laughs> so, we have a great show for you guys tonight. I have an old friend. I've been having a lot of old friends on here for the past couple weeks. But not only someone that I met through the uh, insurance industry, but someone that was an agency owner and has decided to transition into real estate and also found her own networking group. So without further ado, Bianca Rist. Woohoo! Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming. But thank you. So how you been? I'm good. Everything's really good. Yeah, I mean, you know, skin, you know, glowing, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, because uh, we're all here, I am black and highly favored. Yes, I like it. Mm. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my cameraman. He's <laughs> black on the inside. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I've been seeing your content, you know, for you know, you know, over the last couple months, and um, I'm I'm curious because I've been, you know, really starting to see you, you know, in the real. Real estate investing space, risk states. <laughs> yeah. So, what made you start to not step away completely? Because uh, you know, uh, I still have my license active. Yep, I do too. But um, what made you start to transition into real estate investing? Yep, um, a few different reasons. So, first of all, I loved insurance. I loved what we did. I loved, you know training and mentoring and just the whole vibe of everything that we did in the insurance industry. Um, I think for me, a few different things occurred um, and I was trying to kind of having this like transition. Um, One was just being like very honest with myself about what I like and what I don't like. Mm -hmm. Things I want to do, things I don't want to do. And taking more of the paths of least resistance when it comes to actually like living my life, right? Yeah. And what I mean by that is if I'm forcing myself to do things I don't like doing, like recruit, (laughs) why do I need to spend the next, you know, 20, 30 years doing something that I don't absolutely love? You know, why not just be more honest with myself? And I think a lot of times um, we get started in ventures, we start doing things and we're not honest with ourselves and we end up losing a lot of time. Um, Now, it doesn't take away from anything because I learned a lot. I don't think I'd be as far as fast as I am now with the real estate side if it wasn't for the insurance industry. Um, So I learned a lot and there was actually a quote um, that I saw the other day that said, don't be afraid to start over because now you're starting over with experience. Yes. Yes. Right? So um, that was kind of one thing was just being honest with myself about what I wanted to do and didn't want to do. And then two, I started to think bigger in the sense of um, there's a guy that I follow called uh, Alex Hermosi. He's blowing up. He's everywhere. Is that the the guy that uh, he built like the gym business? Yes. Is, yep. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yep. like him. Yep. So I actually started listening to him before he he's just kind of blown up recently. Mm-hmm. But I started listening to him like before everybody kind of started knowing okay. who he is. And he actually did a video about the difference between the way that millionaires think and the way that billionaires think. And he said, billionaires don't get caught up in the small peanuts, meaning, um, you know, in what, in what we did in insurance, it was a lot to us to make, you know, a million a year, right? Or two million a year. Yeah. 
And he's, he's saying, you know, billionaires, if you can't grow and scale a business in five years and get out, it's, it's not a good business model. Wow. That's a whole different mindset. It's a whole different mindset. You'd be so, five years in with a smaller mindset and not even realize where the top is. Exactly. So my mind was completely blown. And that's why I started kind of thinking bigger and thinking differently. And I'm thinking, okay, if I stay in insurance, this is my life. Like, you guys know more than anything. It yeah. was... Yeah. Six, seven in the morning until midnight. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have closeout nights where we're there until <laughs> two, three, four in the morning, right? Yep. And, and and the reward for being good at that is you get to do more of it. Exactly. Yeah. So so for me in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, there's no end to this. Like I can't no. continue to grow this insurance this insurance no office mm-hmm. and be able to step away in five years. And Even if you look at the biggest guys in our company, they, they have to but you run. Know, you but can't you know who they are. out. And that's why they're the biggest <laughs> they guys. Like if they're right. not at an event. They if they're not showing up, if they're not putting out content, like, what's wrong? What happened? Is exactly. he okay? Was any car accident? Yeah. Exactly. Like, every second, you know, it's got to be about you. Look at Bezos. Yeah. Amazon. Hello. Is biggest he, company is he in the world. on the planet right now? I don't know. He's he gone. <laughs> he's gone, right? Right? Like, we don't know, but he's, he's not working at Amazon anymore. Mm-mm. So what can I do to allow myself to scale and build a business that I can step away from and still be financially free and still make millions, not just millions. I can get to hundreds of millions. I can get to yeah. billions if I want to, if I work hard enough, right? So that was kind of the, the initial like switch in mindset, I would say. And then I had a, um, my dad was actually a real estate developer in Chicago. Oh, he was? So he would build apartment buildings. Oh, okay. And then my ex, my daughter's dad, um, he's a contractor. So I oh, spent okay. a lot of time with him um like rehabbing properties mm -hmm. so this is when i was actually in medical sales this was before insurance and um so i learned a lot about construction i fell in love with it i mean we i designed the office that we had you did beautiful office thank you which looked completely shitty before that (laughs) and um so i actually really enjoy the the creation side the process side of it and then um the last piece was just kind of um you know just not just the financial uh, freedom part of it, but like actually scaling something I could I could step away from so yeah. the scaling is definitely a challenge Yeah, um, yeah. in many businesses that that's really a, a limitation. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't understand um, even with you know, my business where I'm good at it. I know I know it frontwards backwards side all the way around, but mm-hmm. if I'm still actively in the business and I'll hit five years this coming October that I, I came here um, and built this company from scratch. I mean, even though it's still making money, it's I'm still in the business. Mm-hmm. So now, even for me, it's, it's starting to scale where, okay, cool, like making a certain amount of money so I can start to put people in position. If I have to, you know, delegate them, that's fine. And at this point, you know, delegation is important because you don't have to, if you're still actively in the business, you don't own a business. You own a job. <laughs> yeah, you're basically and, yeah. self-employed. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, and it's one of the things, of course, you know, in the insurance industry, the company we were at, the the drawback was, you know, unless you have, like, you know, people like, you know, Patty or admins or things like that, you don't have any actual employees. Yeah. So, <laughs> you, you got a bunch of volunteer army. Exactly. So, like, bon- yeah. again, which is volunteer army, it's like, it's great. But then it can be bad where it's like, I, you know, 
even if you had employees, employees are, dr- are, are driven by money. Right. Yeah. A lot of the times, providing for their family, where it's like, you know, don't fight for me, fight for your family. Right. Yeah. And now, it's one of the things where you don't have actual employees. You have, again, like you were saying, a volunteer army. It's, it's hard to get behind somebody where, which, although you don't fight for me, that's fine. But you're not fighting for your family, then of course you're not going to fight for me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that was that was another thing for me too. Was, you know, as the broker, one of the brokers in the office, like you're constantly like pouring into people and like. Mm-hmm trying to develop and like it's hard because sometimes yeah. you want more for them than they want for themselves exactly. or that they're 100%. willing to do exactly. yep. and it like it's there is like i believe in leadership fatigue like it was very 100 it is real it's very 100%. draining but then you think okay why do you want to do that why do you want so many agents because it's about distribution right yeah so then okay i can still get distribution instead of out of a person it could be out of a door <laughs> And the door is just the door. It's not going to talk back to me. Yeah. It's not going to like piss me off. It's a fucking door. I don't want to make these phone calls. (laughs) Right. I don't have to train the door. I don't have to like, you know, so still getting the distribution, but this time instead of through people, it's through doors. So that's kind of where. Uh, You know, that's, that's very interesting. (laughs) So you, you found that it was easier moving from people that are inherently problematic. They've got their own hangups, huh. their own problems, yeah. their own limiting beliefs, their mm-hmm. own misconceptions, all this baggage that they bring into the situation to inanimate objects, which have none of that baggage. Right. <laughs> and it exactly. might be more difficult to acquire them. You know, and that was part of my transition. I yeah. found that inadvertently, you know, as I was making sales online and e-commerce, it's a lot easier, unfortunately, and this is a sad state of American affairs, it's much easier to sell people shit that they don't need than it is to sell them financial services that they do. Right. Yeah. That's like true. it's like pulling teeth trying to get someone to make a beneficial change. Life insurance. Like you, everyone needs it, but yeah. they don't want to get it. Nobody wants to do it. <laughs> but I promise you, I put the newest pair of Jordans out for ten percent right. below retail. It's all over it. Yeah. And they're crazy. gone. Priority <laughs> in a minute. The first yep. thing that they always think is, Well, I'm not gonna be here. It's not for <laughs> majority is not for you. Right. So Unless you have bare bones minimum 10K for your family going to drop one. Because, I mean, it's unfortunate where you're trying to, you know, get someone that they don't understand. Well, well, I'm not going to be here. I'm like, exactly. Like, how many people you know have 10K to drop on a funeral? I mean, unfortunately, my father passed in, you know, 2014. And we had nothing. Yeah. So the cheapest option was cremation. So uh, for the longest, I mean, he looks like me. So, um, you know, eventually I'm going to look like him. So, um, and that I took a picture of him, you know, on a, you know, metal slab. And that was the, that was the last picture I had of him, but it was $300. And I mean, it's most of my family's been, you know, buried, things of that nature, which is, you know, um, it's just tradition, so mm-hmm. I get all that. But a lot of people don't understand that, especially when you're young and you know value life insurance. Where it's like, yeah, I mean, you're not gonna live forever. Yeah. And especially, I'm down here by myself. So God, I've not necessarily been a whole bunch of situations, but there's been. I'm a lot more 
active with my family as far as, you know, communicate when I was kind of just living my own life. I, I feel a little, like, bad about this, but I almost acted like I didn't. Not on purpose, but, like, I was just living my life. I, like, I didn't have brothers or sisters or things like that. As far as social media, you know, going on and letting them know, I'm like, I could have went out and anything could have happened. They wouldn't have known nothing. Yeah. So it's one of the things now that I'm more cognizant of, but it's to JP's point, it's selling somebody something that they don't need. Uh, people jump at that where you're trying to sell something to someone that they actually need that's actually going to benefit them in the long run. And it's literally like pulling teeth where they're like, yeah, I, I know I need this, but um, yeah, I'm going to wait. Yeah, I that, that purse looks better. Or... It's crazy because yeah. people buying things that they, that they need, that forces them to confront an inconvenient truth. Like, if I'm buying life insurance, I, like, I've had that internal conversation. At some point, I'm going to die. Like, I'm not going to be here. Like, I'm going to be gone. There are going to be people here that I care about. What are they going to do? Mm-hmm. And I need to plan for that. Nobody wants to think about that. That's not fun. No. But but if you think about, oh, I'm going to go buy these new basketball shoes. Yeah, then I'm going to be able to jump like LeBron. Like, no, <laughs> no you're not. No, you ain't. <laughs> like, people are much more apt to embrace a lie than they are at a, a painful truth. Like, give me a pleasant <laughs> lie over a painful truth. Beautiful lie. And lies. I would spend all of my money on that. I mean, yeah. that they are. Tell me beautiful now, lies. It's funny yeah. that, uh, like, life insurance and both real estate, a lot of people talk about that in terms of building wealth, like generational wealth, legacy building, and, and things like that. Um, so, with what you're doing in the real estate like, you know, arena, uh, you know, you're able to speak to how you're able to build that kind of, mm-hmm. of long-term wealth versus, you know, what you were doing in insurance and financial services. Yeah, so, and it'll, it'll, so, and don't get me wrong, too, when I say, like, I don't want to help people. Like, I don't, like, I still am going to, like, work <laughs> oh, with people and, like, help okay, people and like that, right? <laughs> I mean, hey, let's build a fucking Trump empire, except it'll be a wrist empire, right? Yeah, right. So, but, no, um, absolutely, so... For me, like you're, you're talking like vision wise, like where I see it going. Yeah. So um, a couple different things, actually a few different things. So one, um, I eventually want to build like multifamily. So like right now I'm flipping, I'm doing short term rentals, long term rentals. Yeah. Um, eventually when, you know, supply issues get better and, and cost yeah. of goods and yeah. things like yeah. that go down. Because everything in real estate is supply and demand. Um, And right now you're seeing a a switch where it's more expensive to um, buy a house than it is to rent, right? And so, um, because the interest rates and things like that. Yeah, almost 7%. Yeah, it's crazy. No, they're up 15% year over year now at this point. So the the prices are, and then, you know, a lot of people are getting priced out of the market right now because the interest rates are going up and up, even though they're still at historically lows, they're still expensive for people that could have afforded a house in January when rates were 3%. Now they can't because now they're double. They're like 6.1%. So anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent, but, um, (laughs) but the vision is to eventually build long-term or build multifamily housing Mm -hmm. for long-term rentals. And I want to build a lot of them. And luckily for us, we're in Jacksonville, which we do. We need more. uh, We don't have enough housing in general. No, they're buying up. You have a lot of, like, 
and I, I don't mean to cut you off. No, but, you're fine. Um, there's a lot of people where they'll look at, like, let's not say you as an investor, mm-hmm. and they're like, you're the devil. I'm like, no, the corporations that's buying 20, 30, 40, 100. Black, rock, like, rock, yeah. Like, Hathaway, yeah, like, two. I'm buying, like, a couple here and there. Like, I, like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm... Yeah. Well, here's the cool, cool, cool thing about where the market is going. Like, I would say 2024, 2025. Mm-hmm. Okay. The awesome thing is that a lot of people that were buying these, like, big multifamily properties, um, they're starting to be fearful. And so competition is going to slowly trickle away. So it's a really good time to actually get in because... All those guys that were buying all those properties, now they're not. So I want to. I'm gonna end up buying multifamily for value add, where I can, you know, renovate it or whatever, increase mm-hmm. the rents over time, and then hold it for X amount of period, and mm-hmm. then either sell it or whatever. But um, it's a good time for that. But getting back to the question, um, definitely the 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 multifamily long term. I want to build a company, um, so I will still have people. They just won't be 1099 people. Mm. So it'll be a little bit easier to manage, I think. W-2 family. W-2 family, yeah. okay. Exactly. So um, still having the people that are going to run the system that's create, that's being created currently. Of course. Um, and then I want to eventually do like events and things like that where, you know, I can gather a lot of people in one place. Not just to talk about real estate, but let's talk about your entire you know, everything from physical yeah. health to mental health to emotional to um, everything that affects, you know, Especially here for your quality of life, your quality of life yeah. in general. Yeah. So like, let's say, you know, JP or Aaron, you guys are like, hey, I want to get into real estate investing. Well, it's not just about real estate investing. How do you improve your life as a whole? Yeah. So if I can bring, you know, improving everybody's life as a whole into the real estate investing and like marrying it. Um, that's kind of where I would like to be and be able to host those events, you know, two, three, four years down the road from now. So it'll take a few years to get to that point to, to build the credibility and, and the trust to be able to do that. But that's the long-term vision for, for where I'm going. And then who knows where it goes after that. Oh, you know? I, I got a pretty good, this sounds like the perfect platform to then launch into a political career down the road. Because <laughs> no you're, you're, you're now for known me. in the community. <laughs> no I keep it real. I don't like bullshit. I don't like, Same. you know what I mean? Like This sounds like just, a perfect guest for the round table. Because <laughs> remember okay. we had a former yeah. politician. Yes. And that was exactly the, the mantra. He said, I don't like I that. I will not go into politics until I can self-fund a campaign because I'm not going to be beholden to anyone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what's real. Yeah. And if you want to vote for me, great. If not, I'm not going to tell you lies. I just, I don't, I don't play. I just don't like fakeness in general. And, uh, so I just can't, I can't do the political route. And I'm, political and I'm curious in the next couple of years, of course, the, the company that, you know, we're, we're all connected to. I'm curious to see how many of those are, you know, being the politics. Says, we're going to have presidents and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Blah. No, and that's the thing, but, like, the vision. It could happen. I, I do think it'll happen because there's already a couple there that. that you know that are that already on their way. That yeah. I can see. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that'll happen. Uh, you know, uh, I still the, believe in the fundamental no, of vision of, of the company. Um, it's just not my path no, anymore. I get it. But it's also yep. just when, of course, like, have you ever watched Scandal? No. Okay. I've heard so, a lot about okay, it. Okay, so it's one of the things where it's it's fine you have, you know, 
your beliefs and everything like once you get there what are you gonna do are you gonna still stay true right that's like yeah, anything that's, else that's, that's a fair point like you can have local politicians that stick to their guns and you know or, but it's like once you get to a certain level it's really hard to find somebody operating yeah. on a, any kind of national level unless you have yeah. the, unless you have the money and then a lot of times if you don't have the money you're gonna have to concede in certain places yeah exactly that's what it is yep yeah so we'll be avoiding politics then. That's, that's what I hear. <laughs> no politics. That's the takeaway. No yeah. politics. No, no. Real estate, yes. Politics, no. We no. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not watch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> never. You know the internet, it never goes away. So. Yeah, right? I know, right? Yeah, until... You know. But then again, I mean, look, look at Trump. Trump had a whole interview talking about, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to trick Republicans because they're stupid. <laughs> and it worked. It, like, that video came out. He still got elected. So That's crazy. That's crazy. You can say anything. Yeah. If it's time for you to win, it's time for you to win. Okay. I so, have zero desire. We'll just put it like that. <laughs> Currently. So I know you say you're not doing a whole bunch of businesses, but I know upon, you know, rest of states, you're, you've also gotten into networking. Uh, one team jacks mm-hmm. so as much networking as collectively we've done over these last couple of years yeah mm-hmm. um what was it ours was business groups so what made you want to start your your own networking event mm-hmm. yeah group. Mm-hmm. yeah so um i think for me it was just trying to find something cool to do at, like after covid because Pre-COVID, we had a couple of really cool events. We mm-hmm. had uh, Network After Work, which was fun. Yeah. Remember Sweet? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, we would always go to Sweet. Yeah. And then there was, like, there was one other group that I can never remember the name of, but it was really fun, really cool. And then... Was it Young Professionals? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It was a, it, it was it a, used to go there. There was a couple of fun groups. And then... Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, I was like, okay, I got to get back out and network because I haven't done that in, like... A couple years because you're well, in the office all the time yeah. you know what i mean well, like you're building the agency yeah. you're just not out there like that and then also no. like the same thing um even with uh you know one like i would say uh you know chris where you had so many numbers to where <laughs> so many numbers so many numbers books and books and books you had so many numbers where it was anything you went outside extra where it was it wasn't you weren't networking like it got to the point i'm sure with you or you know even with me it almost got to the point where i have so many numbers and it's kind of like i'm just i'm going out to places and like i'm not wasting going out to places right right where it's like i'm gonna gonna grab somebody like somebody like you i'm gonna go to the grocery store and get a number exactly i'm gonna go to the gas station and get a number exactly yeah 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 (laughs) That's it. You can't yeah, forget the pub stuff. Of course. So, <laughs> for you, what was out of you know all the networking events you went to? What did you want to make yours different? Yeah. Well, okay. So, and getting back. So, um, so it was like, okay. Well, how can we find something? So, initially, I was like, okay, let's just you know, I'll just find like a B and I or something, right? Yeah. That was like yeah. my initial thought, and I was yeah. like. But if you look at every single BNI chapter, there's always an insurance person and there's always a financial always. person. Yeah, yeah, right. And before the chapter starts, that before, position's already taken. It's already done. Check, check, right? So then I was like, okay, well, somebody was like, well, why don't you just like start your own BNI? So I was like, oh, okay. So I went online, I did the whole thing, I submitted the inquiry, called, left messages, nothing. Nobody would ever get back to me. So I was like, 
Fuck it. I'm just going to start my own group. Okay. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. And so I started the group. The very first event I had was October. But even like three, four months prior to that, I was like constantly on Facebook, like connecting with people in the community, sending, like, you know, just having coffees and, mm-hmm. you know, just building up like a, a new list of like contacts. Yeah, right? of course. Um, of people that I that were in the community that I didn't know. So when we had that first event, it was a great turnout. We had about 40 people there. Nice. And it's yeah. just continued every single month. And so my thing was, let's bring the community together post-COVID in a fun environment yeah. where for some reason I just attract like like just various, like just a very diverse group of people. That you do. So very, it could be, you could be young, you could be old, you could be black, yeah. you could be white, you could be Asian, you could be yeah. purple, you could be, yeah. you know, financial, you could be engineering. I don't know. So yeah. like, it's been a really cool mix of people that have come out. Um, and then, and then it kind of turned into getting sponsors and then it turned yeah, into, yeah. And then it turned into, okay, well let's have, um, like, let's highlight like one business a month okay. mm-hmm. and let those guys kind of be like you know the the focal point of it so it's been really cool um very diverse we've you know last event we had or the one before we had like 80 90 people wow so it's really grown and people enjoy going and the cool thing too is it's always new people because i'm always connecting Mm -hmm. with new people and then always the new sponsor will also bring new people so it's been it's been awesome and people are actually doing business together which i like to hear yeah i just want to make sure people are coming and actually getting value and doing business together. So that's what I talk about every time. Back, you know? Yeah, and they do. It's fun. So what I feel like the success was because, um, I mean, you come from, you know, you know, medical sales and, you know, things of that nature. But even, like, when I met you initially, of course, I was, I was like, this is not for that. I'm not sorry. English? Sorry. <laughs> Do you speak it? No. Okay. All right. I'm going to speak up. I said, I was like, okay, like, oh. I was like, wait, who the hell is that? It's like, oh, that's Bianca. Sorry. Okay. So it's like, like, where is he going with this? No. Yeah, so, just a long ride. No. So what I mean by that is when you have, like, I do you intelligent, but of course, you look nice. Thank you. So, and what I've always admired and I've liked about you is you have a lot of people that you've never, that was not, like, who, what you look like is not who you are. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just something that complements, you know, as far as your work ethic and things like that. Because, um, as you know, I have to put certain, you know, no people out there, but there's a lot of people that... I mean, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be hustling. They wouldn't be moving the way you know you would be moving if they looked like you. I'm just I'm just giving okay, a buck. Okay. To where, you know, it was something that that was always um, I admired and always because it's you know you, a lot of people like just you know use their looks or things like that to kind of get what they want, even whether it's station, whether it's position, things of that nature, and that was something to where. That was never a focal point. Mm. That was just something where this is a intelligent, dope, and you know, a showstopper. Thank you. Wow, I feel special. (laughs) (laughs) I try. (laughs) (laughs) But so, 
for you now, as far as, um, you know, the ups, the lows, mm-hmm. um, trials and tribulations, everything else in between, if you could tell your younger self anything that would have caused you less drama, caused you less pain, what would that be? Honestly, just be more confident in yourself and your abilities and, like, always count on you. Like, always know that no matter what happens um, around you or, you know, any of that stuff, like, the, the one person that you can count on is is you, which I think gives yourself a lot of confidence because a lot of times we get caught up in trying to control circumstances or trying to control mm-hmm. situations and you can't control that stuff but if you can count on you and you can you can you can bet on yourself um i think that's where true confidence comes from regardless of what happens when when shit hits the fan or even when you're doing well um but to you know obviously like keep still be humble about that regardless of how well you're doing and and all that stuff so i think that would be the biggest thing for me if I could go back. So kind of on a somewhat similar or, or pseudo related note, um, I know that during the course of going through our business trials and tribulations in the financial services industry, um, you know, when you get really focused on entrepreneurship and the first guy I ever spoke to about it who had nothing to do with financial insurance, he was actually in real estate. Um, he was like, look, you know, one thing you're gonna notice when you get focused on entrepreneurship and bettering yourself, you're, you know, your friend circles, they're gonna shift. You know, there's people in your life right now you spend a lot of time with, but when you start focusing on trying to better yourself, you know, some of those relationships break down. And I know that all of us, whether that's friends or family, you know, had certain people that, you know, kind of faded away, you Mm -hmm. know, as we went down that path. Now that we've all, you know, for different reasons and in different fields, transitioned kind of out of that, um, you know, have any of those relationships kind of come back around? Like, was that the issue? Or is it, have you found that even though you branched out and like kind of moved on, you know, a lot of those same people still are not, you know, a big part of the the, the picture? That's a good question. No, um, my circle is so small. Even though I do the networking events and things like that, I mean, I can count on one hand the number of people that I actually spend time with outside of, um, anything like business or any of that stuff. Now, what I will say is, mm-hmm. um, since getting into real estate and, and I won't say completely cause there's still some people that I'll talk to here and there, mm-hmm. but as far as like actually spending time, yeah. it's still a really small circle. And like, you know, they say entrepreneurship is lonely. Yeah, it is like, I don't, I don't have people anymore where I could just be like, Hey, like, let's go do this. Like I have like maybe two mm-hmm. and then, um, which I, I'm fine with, but um, I will say since getting into real estate, a lot of people have started reaching back out. Like people that I would network with like four or five, six years ago, okay, even okay. when I was getting into insurance, yeah, they're starting to reach out like, hey, can you help me? Can you teach me? Can you, can we yeah. talk about what you're doing? Like that sort of thing. But as far as like personal time, yeah. it's okay. still a very small circle. And I'm, I'm happy with that. I like that. Interesting. Very interesting. What I would say about that is, unfortunately, I mean, we all know insurance has the worst marketing. So, <laughs> and it's yeah. and it's funny where I mean, we know hundreds of realtors where, you know, average realtors making three percent, the house is not going to close for anywhere from thirty to ninety days. Their clients don't get keys, sign everything, they don't get paid. 
But if we were, if you were to get your real estate license right now, they're like, wait, you're in real estate? But then compared to when you were in insurance. Oh, everyone's like, for so Yeah, I was just thinking that. It's insurance true. is the American dream, though. Life insurance is not the American dream. Like dying I mean, and right. passing money to well, your that's, family. That's, that's not was, the American that's dream. That's what I was literally thinking earlier today. No joke. I was like, man. When I was in insurance, none of the none of y'all were reaching out to me like, "Hey, can I learn what you're doing?" Yeah. But now real estate, it's like everyone's like, "Hey, can I learn what you're doing?" It's, and it's, it's like, crazy. It's, it's, it's like the same. Mike Jones back then. And like the funny thing is, you know, I, I'm sure you know you've talked to like real estate agents. You know, I can't I can't remember, especially when you know we were like actively recruiting and things like that, and they're like they thought it was the best thing since sliced bread, which is like. You do realize we do the same thing. Right, right. The only right. issue is, and I'm, I'm going to say this to the camera. If you're <laughs> in, serious. If you're in insurance, right, and you want to work in other states, you know what you only thing you got to do? Go on M- NIPR and buy the license. You know what you want to do when you want to go and do real estate in another state? Every single state you have to take the test. I only had to take it twice because I failed the first time. But again, <laughs> full transparency. Yeah, full transparency. Okay. But it's it, there's no difference. It's it's yeah. the craziest thing where, and I still haven't seen better marketing. I mean, I've seen the you know the the videos and things like that, but <clears throat> what do you feel like would have to happen in the insurance industry to be be able to see and like the real estate industry? Ooh, that is a At good this question. Point, right now. That is a really good question. Mm. You know, I think our, our firm is trying its best to make it, what do you say, like bring sexy back to the insurance industry, yeah. you know, make it cool again, yeah. make it cool. Like, um, I think you would have to see a lot. I think you'd have to see a lot of insurance a lot of millionaires in the space. A okay. lot of them, though. Not just, okay. you know, not, five but, but like people at one company. Type. Not okay. like the millionaire next door who drives a camera and clips coupons. Not okay. that guy. Right. You need the people who are like Logan Paul, like the Lambo drivers, the yeah. people who are on YouTube, it's, the influencers. You would need that. And, and you'd have to see it everywhere. Because why did, why, did, why did people, I mean, I'll never get my insurance or my real estate license. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But why did people want to get it? Because, million dollar reals. Yeah, because you, million dollar listing. Yeah. You know, million dollar listing is really cool. How many, yeah. how many life insurance shows they have no. on HGTV? Right, and you know what? I, I when I was, one. Right, and when I was in the industry, I was like, why don't we have an insurance show where they show like, oh, you sell one policy and you can make six figures off of this one policy. I mean, policy. let's be honest. Could you watch an hour of flow? Of what? Or the Geico Gecko? Can you, can you sit there and watch a whole hour? Well, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, somebody would literally have to come along and like make a really cool show, like an MTV type thing, yeah. where it's like sexy or like Bravo. You'd have to put like um, drama into insurance. Drama. People get passionate about real estate. Like there's drama involved. There's right. a creative element. Like you can't put uh, terrazzo be, floors on an insurance policy. I like, think you'd be happen. a lot of lifetimes away, honestly. Between no. between because. We know too much now. Nobody sees yeah. insurance as like cool. Like it's not I feel like it's, sexy. It's not tangible too. Yeah. Where yeah, you, that too. Yeah, that's where a good point. But I feel like even like you know, you have finance bros where I'm making money in finance and most people don't even know what they do. Where it's like they don't care. When, and they think about, you know, you're in finance. 
most people go straight to the market. They don't mm. go to, you know, whether it's private securities or Maryland or things like that. And it's something where yeah. it's, but again, I mean, it, it comes down to, you're going to have to see, like, most people, I would say, you know, we're you know, around the same age, but the younger generation is not going to care about Masapala or Shina Sapala and things like that. They care about, uh, you know, uh, the Lambo. The Lambo and things like the that. Rolex, that you, the Birkenbach. Yes, and we know a couple people that, um, you know, Greece. whether they're with the company now or not, that are the flashy and, you know, rah, yeah, rah, yeah. Rah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's cool. You know, that's that's yeah. marketing 101. I think like, it would just take a lot to be able to get. It would have to be a really cool show. And even then, yeah. I mean, it's just not like a cool. You, I mean, it's, mostly everybody kind of stumbles into insurance. It's not like you don't. Like, you grew yeah. up being like, oh, I want to be an insurance agent. And the agent. thing is, too, like, even when you're successful in insurance, unless you're doing, like, a million-dollar rollover, you're not getting that one, like, five-figure check, and you're like, ah, hey, look at this. Real estate, that's not an uncommon practice. Like, no. if you're selling big-dollar properties, vol- yeah, it's but in insurance, it's volume. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're consistently writing policies. Now, they do pay well for, like, what you do. Right. But no. Very rarely do you see people showing off those giant insurance checks from a single policy. So, like, America is the land of the, the shortcut. Yeah. Everybody wants it yesterday. Nobody right. wants to work for it. Nobody Very wants true. to wait. Yeah. Like, if I have to study and get a license and, you know, I have to have a clear, you know, record as far as financial crimes and I have yeah. to jump through all these hoops, do I want to get a license where I got to sell 10 policies to make 10 grand? Or do I want to get a license where I can sell one house and make 10 grand? Yeah. Now, I the mean, reality is the average realtor sells less than one house a year. Yeah. yeah. So... Well, and, and, that, and that took line. you how long? I mean, yeah, 30, 30, 60, 90 days to do it. Exactly. Now, on the investment side, it's different yes. because we pick up a property. And we're not waiting 30 days. We're like, you literally have to close within seven days. So you're, yeah. you're getting your money from oh, yeah. different sources. It's not, you're not so going through the bank. You're doing like hard money You're doing hard money. You're doing cash. You're doing private equity. And you're not you going to a bank to close. So that's why mm-hmm. you can do so much more from an investor standpoint than yes. you can from a real estate agent standpoint, which is why I would never become a real estate agent. And you ran headfirst right into my next question, which okay. is, you know, people hear real estate investor. They hear property development. They hear Rista States. They see the glare dripping down off yeah. the signage, right? Yeah. And they're thinking, oh, man, okay, so the first thing I got to do is I got to get my real estate license. Then I got to – so could you kind of talk about, uh, you know, maybe some of the misconceptions that people might have as far as being a real estate investor, like what the practical yeah. reality is of it as far as getting started, um, what you need, what you don't need, what's helpful, what's not helpful? People think you need credit. You don't. People think you need money. Believe it or not, you don't. People think that you need a real estate license. You don't. Um, those are, I would say, like the big, the three biggest things that hold people back is credit, money, and then thinking that they need a license. You don't need any of that to get wow. started in real estate. You just need to know people. So, so people. from a nice. so from a credit perspective. Okay. Um, there's a lot of hard money lenders where they don't care about your credit. They just care about the property itself uh, because they're going to give you the loan. And if you default on it, they're going to take it back anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, now there are hard money lenders that do care about credit. You can leverage somebody else's credit to do that for you. So that's the credit piece of it. The money piece of it. Um, anytime you're getting, let's say you're getting a property from the MLS, which I don't, I get mine all off market. Mm-hmm. Um, but any property from the MLS, yeah, you're gonna have to put down a binder, which is a 1%. Um, so, you know, if you're buying a 
$100,000 property, you're only having to put $1,000 down. Mm -hmm. Now you can get that $1,000 from yourself or you can leverage somebody else's money for that. Mm -hmm. If you're going off market, which is what I do, um, you're typically buying from wholesalers and things like that. And the yeah. wholesalers are gonna require some what's called an EMD or earnest money deposit. Mm -hmm. um, those are actually higher than the MLS binders. So you may have to come up with 3000 to $5,000 depending upon the uh, uh, amount of the house, depending upon the purchase price. Mm -hmm. um, but again, you can leverage somebody else to be able to get the money to put down for the EMD and then, and then close on the property. Um, and then the third one, um, you don't need a license. Uh, you could just, you know, buy the property and then you get a realtor that you trust that's really good to then sell the property for you. Like when you're ready to sell it, if you're flipping yeah. it or whatever, if, you, if you're not even flipping it, you don't need it. You don't even need a realtor. You just buy the property, rehab it, put it back, put it back on the market for long-term mm -hmm. rentals or even short-term rentals and you didn't need a realtor at all. And so some so, people, I'm sure, would be thinking to themselves, well, I bought a house, you know, and when we did, my realtor got 3%, mm -hmm. right? So if I'm selling a house, why would I put utilize the services of a realtor when I could, you know, get that license, I could do that transaction myself and make more yeah. money? Yeah, like, if you know what you're doing. What, what would be... And you know what's cool about that, too? If you do get the real estate license um, and you're getting your own properties... You can actually use that three percent commission as your down payment, so now you don't have to do it at all. Oh. Isn't that cool? That's Very smart. cool. Not cool enough for you to get a real estate license. Not cool enough for me to get it. <laughs> you know, I'm good. I'll just pay somebody else to do that part because yeah. I don't want the headache. And is that because of the big picture thinking? Like that, yeah. that's more nitty gritty details that you don't want to. I don't care about. Down yeah, in. I just rather leverage. It's if you're getting into business it's you got to leverage time you got to leverage money and you can leverage experience as well mm -hmm. so that's the other thing people say well i don't know anything about real estate inv investing so I, if, if i was going to say anything that would be the fourth one mm -hmm. people think they can't get into it because they don't have experience you don't need the experience just leverage somebody else and guess what there's youtube there's books there's more information out there today than ever for anybody to be able to get into real estate investing that is true. Lazy. So you don't need any of it <laughs> this Okay. has the entirety of human knowledge at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. You know most of us use it for? TikTok and cat videos. <laughs> Dog videos. Right. <laughs> your, your phone, your business. <laughs> right? So that, that, that's what I would say, but did, it's, do you, it's uh, easy. Did you ever go to any of like the, the RIA meetings? or Jack's RIA? Like Not that? yet. Not yet. I heard good things hmm. about it. I, I haven't made my my way up. I'm I'm looking to get into investing by by the end of this year. Well hey, maybe we can do some deals together. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> oh, there's another thing, bird dogs. Is that is that something that you've utilized or not yet. Any, any opinions on that? No. no, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so basically what I'm getting is all the things you think you need, you don't need throw it out the window. You really uh, don't all you need is a desire to do it. You need to know why you're doing it. You've got to be very clear about that as well. And you've got to have mm. a vision on where you're going with it also. Because if you don't have That's any of those three things, it's not going to work anyway. You know, so many times people get, they're fearful. Mm -hmm. um, they have, you know, paralysis by analysis. Yes. They want to learn. We talked about this in insurance. They want to mm -hmm. learn everything about everything before they do anything. You don't need that. And you don't <laughs> need that. You just need to take action. Like literally, that's the only thing that you got to do is just say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it. Mm -hmm. This is the vision that I have for it. And then go freaking do it. That's it. Easy. 
you make it sound easy. I promise you it is literally that easy. That's what I did. That's what I did. That's how I have. But, but you're not the average bitch. But it's how what we all I mean, I really point. am like an average to an extent, person. But there's levels. There's levels. Mm-hmm. I'm an average girl, though. Listen, if I can do it, <laughs> don't give me that. If I no, can do you're it, you're getting the look. <laughs> you, are, you are definitely getting the look. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Hey, she said it, not me. <laughs> he so, doesn't believe me. <laughs> I'm saying there's, there's a lot of things out there that a lot of people can do, but but the mentality part, like that's it's you. Mental. I mean, you talked about having more of like a holistic approach. Yeah. to development like hey i want to get into real estate investing i want to become an entrepreneur it's more than okay let me study what i need to know about properties you know let me go get a, an attorney let me write up the right contract mm -hmm. no you have to be in the right state of mind exactly i always say entrepreneurship is a, is a mindset first and a skill set second mm -hmm. i can teach you the skill set all day long i can teach you how to evaluate properties i can teach you you know how to find lend, uh, funding i can teach you you know the construction piece of it, because I spend a lot of time doing that. Mm -hmm. um, but if you don't have the mindset first, none of it's going to come. So yeah, you, you gotta you gotta you gotta work on this first, and then everything else will come. And and if there's anybody out there starting from square zero, is there a book perhaps or a course or something that you would recommend that would kind of be like the first stepping stone to somebody who's got you know like maybe like a lot of limiting beliefs? They've lived their whole life in a cubicle and a little box, and they're scared to take the red pill and unplug. Yeah. Good question. So there's two books I read um, first getting started. The first one was called um, uh, Financial Freedom for or Real Estate Investing for Financial Freedom or Financial Freedom for Real Estate Investing. Don't ask me the author because author, I'm not 100% sure, but I have the book. I read it twice, actually. Um, and then the second book is Future Flipper by Ryan Padeda. Mm. So those were the first two books. Oh, I know Ryan Padeda. Yeah. So those are the <laughs> first two books that I ever read in real estate and... Um, yeah, I mean, then you just go after it after that. Okay. All right. So, Bianca, um, if anybody's trying to follow you on not only your your entrepreneurial uh, journey, but also um, anywhere else, where would they find it, Everything's Bianca Rist, so R-I-S-T. So, uh, Instagram, Bianca Rist 1. TikTok is just Bianca Rist, and then Facebook, Bianca Rist, and then I'm actually starting a YouTube channel, which was never my plan. Mm, YouTube was never like my politics. plan. <laughs> yeah. Same here. I actually dreaded YouTube. Um, wow. And I sat down, I, you know, because I know that it's a lot of work. I know it once is. you start, you can't uh, stop. Yeah. It's constant content That's creation. That's why I'm with this guy. Yep. <laughs> and it's, it's, um, it's a big feat. It's a really big feat, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But then when I sat down with my content guy... Because um, initially it was like, okay, hey, I need some Instagram and TikToks for this, right? Mm -hmm. And then he's like, okay, um, you know, tell me your story, tell me your vision. And once I did that, by the end of it, he was like, okay, you, I hate to tell you this, but you have to do YouTube. <laughs> so we're going to start a YouTube channel. I've already, we already have a, a bunch filmed already. It's okay. just a matter of starting to release them. So we're starting yeah. to release those twice a week, starting yeah. next week, actually. I feel your name on that one. I yeah. YouTube channel with no videos. <laughs> so So that go. I don't know. I guess I don't know the title of it yet. It'll have my name in it and something else that so we'll see. But same here, yeah. I gotta get on mine as well. Yeah. 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 That's gonna be a few, you know, years and years worth of work. 
We're yeah, gonna do is, it. Is it gonna be the Risk Estates YouTube? I don't know yet. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I, we have episodes filmed, but no title, so we'll okay. see. <laughs> well, we gotta have a channel name. Yeah, yeah, I know. You guys can help me come up with one. Well, you know, if they follow you on the rest of your social media, I'm sure when that video drops, you'll go ahead and blast that out to all I the will. other appropriate channels. Yep, for yeah. sure. So this is another episode of Street Perspective with my guest host. JP3, a.k.a. Bushido Driver. And my lovely guest. Bianca Rist. And we're out of here. Later, guys. Peace. Peace.